It's an evening of old-time radio. You're twice as sure with two great names, Frigidaire and General Motors. Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find the man called X. Frigidaire. And now Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as Ken Thurston, the man called X. I tell you, Ken, this thing has to be stopped. Thousands of lives are at stake, man. Stop pounding the desk, Chief, and tell me about it. I just got in from Calcutta this morning, remember? Oh, good Lord, Ken, of course. This thing has me so worked up, I, uh... uh look, here. Uh, take a look at this wall map. You see this town in Arizona, near the Mexican border? No is. What about it? Well, somewhere down there, a deadly plague is spreading. And it could run wild over the whole country. Smallpox. Smallpox? Six deaths down there in the past week and a half. Other cases being reported almost daily. Uh, Last year, it popped up in California. A few months ago, here in New York. Now it's down there near Nogales. It's anybody's guess where it'll hit next. Any idea where the carriers are coming from? Four of the six dead men down there appeared in the territory only a couple of weeks ago. They carried no American papers or identification. And the Mexican border only a broad jump away. Right. Somebody's smuggling aliens across the border, and they're smuggling in the smallpox. So long, Chief. Now, Dr. Clark, you were the physician who reported the last case here in Nogales, weren't you? Yes, but I don't know anything more about the dead man than you do, Mr. Thurston. Neighbors called me in. He was delirious when I got there. When he did talk, it was Spanish. Nothing made him much sense. Just kept repeating over and over, El Castillo Blanco, El Castillo Blanco. Apparently, it holds no clue whatever as to the man's identity or origin. In other words... Dr. Clark, I don't know what to do. The patient in the examination room, he... Well, listen to him. All right, nurse, I'll be right in. Won't take long, sir. I'll be here, Clark. Hmm. El Castillo Blanco. I wonder. Frank, darling. Oh, darling, I've missed you so much. Oh, oh. But you're not Dr. Clark. No, but don't let that stump you. (laughs) Oh, my apologies. The sun was so bright outside and it's so dark in here. For a moment I was blinded. Please forgive me. That was almost the nicest introduction I've ever had. Why should I forgive you? <laughs> Thank you. May uh, I know the name of the man to whom I've almost introduced myself? Ken Thurston. Dr. Clark is busy with the patient. I'm Estelle Carroll, Mr. Thurston. I... Oh, they're what? waiting for me outside. Oh. Would you be kind enough to deliver a message to Dr. Clark for me? Anything like the one you almost delivered? <laughs> this time it's only an invitation, Mr. Thurston. I'm having some guests at my rancho for the weekend. I wanted him to come down. Lucky man, I'll tell him. 
Of course. Any friends of Dr. Clark's are more than welcome, too. Anyone in town could tell them the road to the White Castle, my hacienda. Hasta la vista, Ken Thurston. Hasta la vista, Senorita Caro. Oh, well. Help! Police! What the devil? Try to hold his arm still, nurse. Uh, I am, doctor, but, but he won't. Oh, were you stopping me? You, you're cutting off my arm. Just one second and... There, it's all over. All over, eh? I have no arm left. I'll sue you for every cent I have. Hey, go. Oh, hello, Mr. Thurston, and I'll take you to the Superior Court, to the Supreme Court, even to the Justice of the Peace. I'll... Oh, 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 Mr. Thurston. Relax, Pagon. It wasn't a major operation. <laughs> that just goes to show you how much you know about it. Do you know what these butchers were doing to me? I could guess. All right, go ahead. I was being vaccinated. Well, what, uh, what else are you doing in Nogales? I'm down here on big business, Mr. Thurston. I... Never mind, never mind. I'll hear about it later. What? <laughs> you had a visitor, Dr. Clark. Oh, who was it? A Miss Carroll. Estelle, I'm sorry I missed her. Well, I can see why. She um, invited us down to her rancho for the weekend. Oh? I didn't know you and Estelle were acquainted. We'll add that to the list. Uh, what list? Of things you don't seem to know about her. I'm afraid I don't understand. What's the name of her hacienda, Clark? Why, it's... Oh. Yeah. The White Castle. In Spanish, El Castillo Blanco. <laughs> Some jalopsy, huh, Mr. X? Drives like an aeroplane. No wonder. You haven't had more than one wheel on the road since we left Nogales. Why are you so set on driving out to Senorita Caro's? Oh, strictly business. With a guest of hers. And how much is your chauffeuring going to cost me? Not one penny. Outside of gas and oil and normal depreciation on the car. Maybe a few incidences like that. <coughs> Mr. X, what happened? There's your answer, Pagan. Oh, for a moment I thought somebody was shooting at us. Oh, somebody is. Hit the gas. If we can make that next bend in the road. Ah, oh, there goes a tire. You know something, Mr. Thurston? We didn't make it. Ah, I don't get it. Why would anyone want to shoot up my pretty automobile? Somebody didn't want us to get to the rancho. I'd still like to know where those shots came from. <laughs> you could hide an elephant in this mountain. Wait a minute, Pego. Hmm? Well, still, senores. You're in trouble? Senor Virva, it's you. Senor Zellschmidt. Come esta with senor. Buena, senor Virva. Very much buena. <laughs> Mr. Thurston, meet my good friend, senor Virva. Glad to know you, senor Virva. It is my pleasure, senor. But what has happened to you, walking in this lonely country? Car trouble. On our way to the White Castle Rancho. Oh, <laughs> and the rancho is still some miles away. But I am a guest there also. Why do you not wait in that shady Aurora while I ride for horses for you? If you could add a well-chilled martini to that formula, Verva, it'd be perfect. <laughs> bueno, I shall uh, see that one is waiting for you upon your arrival at the Hacienda. Patience, amigos. I will be back pronto. 
You see, Mr. Thurston, it pays to know men like me. Influential friends all over the world. Yeah, I've met some of them. Oh, that's right. But Senor Vera is different. A, a lovely fellow. He wouldn't hurt even a fly. I figured that. You did? Yeah. He wasn't carrying that high-powered rifle just to hunt down flies. Rancho, I think, is the most beautiful, Ken. Do you, Estelle? Yes. Especially now at sunset. That's why I have that small cabin down there to come to when I wish quiet and solitude. Uh, too few places I got on the face of the earth today, aren't there, Estelle? Yes, I know. But here, the snow-capped peaks above, the brilliant colors of the canyon below. Like a sword wound cut deep into the breast of the earth. A wound dividing two nations. On this side is Arizona. On the other, Mexico. Mm -hmm. That canyon is called La Calle de las Perdidas, the street of the lost ones. Many have tried to cross from one side to the other. But the rock walls are a thousand feet straight up and down. Nobody's ever come out alive. I can believe that. And the two white sandstone buttes on either side of the canyon, like two white castle towers. That explains how your rancho got its name. Oh, hmm. yes. Our nature's made this country strong, hard, ruthless. <laughs> Ken! Somebody's ideas about that cabin are different from yours. Come on. Let's have that gun. What? Let's have it. Before you hurt somebody. Let go my arm before I... Let go. Sure, any minute now. Okay, okay. Grab it, Estelle. I have it, Ken. Good. Okay, mister. What was the big idea of that? Funny, that's my question. You're getting no answers from me. I think we shall, Platt. But, uh... Okay. Okay, Miss Carroll. We saw that peon sneaking around up here, and I pumped some lead in the air to stop him. I cornered him outside the cabin when he wouldn't talk about what he was doing. I was going to scare him a little, that's all. Yeah, you're pretty handy with guns, Pat. Ever do any hunting? Stay between here and Nogales? Sometimes. Have any luck your last time out? I spotted a couple of rattlesnakes, but I missed. Not too bad. Yeah. Maybe I'll have better luck next time. Nice people you have around here. Who is this guy, Platt? He is what you might call a gang boss for Senor Virva. Handles the oil drilling operation. Well, he was drilling for more than oil here. Where is the uh, payon? I'd like to have a talk to that man. He ran away while you were fighting. Do you know who he is? Oh, no one. Just a man who helps store the beef for us. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I'll talk to him in the morning. No, Ken. I want you to leave this rancho tonight. Oh, Why? 
too dangerous for you here. The shooting on the road, Platt, who's a killer. There's no telling what else may happen to you. Would you rather guess why I'm so unpopular? I don't have to guess, Ken. There are people everywhere, even down here, to whom the most dangerous man in the world, the man called X. Mr. Thurston, I don't understand it. Ever since we got here, you've been avoiding me like, like the smallpox. It's a habit I should have acquired earlier in life. <laughs> a fine attitude to take after all you've gone through for me. Come on, we're going in here. Huh? But that's the ice house where they keep their meat. Yeah. There's a Mexican peon who works in here. I want to talk to him. Mr. Thurston, why did you let that door slam shut? Now, now, now it's only cold here. It's pitch black. Wait till I unlimber this flashlight. Wow. Ah. Look at all those dead cows hanging here. Hmm. I'll take that one. Medium rare with French fried. Mr. Thurston. I gotta find the door. What happened to the door? Easy, Pega. But, Mr. Thurston, that cow hanging there. That's no cow. It's the Mexican payer. Oh, this time somebody didn't miss. Turn to Frigidaire's Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. Estelle Caro's guests are all assembled in the living room of her hacienda, and Dr. Clark is speaking. I'm afraid there's no telling how long the man's been dead, Thurston. The cold in the ice house ruined any chance of determining the advance of rigor mortis. No, that means no checkable alibis. And you can't tell a killer without his alibi. Surely, Senor Thurston, you're not suggesting that one of us. That's. Your idea of the other, not mine. I don't like your attack, Thurston. No man likes death, Dr. Clark. Whether it's from bullets or smallpox. Smallpox? Frank, didn't you say you had something to tell Ken about that? Yes, Estelle. Just before I left Nogales, Thurston, I learned that a smallpox epidemic has been raging in Masagua for the past 60 days. Masagua? Yes, it's a little Mexican town just across the border. Aha! Uh-huh. My uncle Ahmed has a third cousin twice removed who lives there. I might have known. Well, thanks for your hospitality, Estelle. Thanks for my... Ken, you're not leaving. That was your advice, remember? I'm taking it. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was like you to quit in the middle of a game. Well, sometimes it's smart to quit when you're winners. If you don't believe me, ask the payon. I don't want to cash in my chips with a bullet in my head. Yes, Chief. What have you got for me? Everything I could get in the 24 hours you gave me. Okay, shoot. Well, first of all, this man Vierber. He's a crook. Been selling fake Mexican oil stock for years. Made a lot of dough at it once, but uh, for right now, he's pretty shaky financially. Mexican headquarters in Masagua? Well, how did you know? Maybe I'm psychic. What about Platt? Dishonorable discharge from the Coast Guard. Nothing else. And uh, Dr. Clark's record is absolutely clean. Uh-huh. As for Estelle Carroll... 
she must be quite a woman. You must be psychic, too. Evan and uh, Horatio Alger, from uh, chorus girl to property holder and ranch owner. Came up the hard way, but fast. An old friend of Verva's? Uh, very old, and uh, very good. Uh, hey, she, hang uh, on, Chief. Be right back. Well, Verva, come all the way to Nogales just to make a phone call? Uh, why not, Thurston? Then why not use the telephone? It works better than an ear against the wall of this booth. Or does it? Uh, that depends upon what one wishes to hear. Uh-huh. Well, have you heard enough? I think so. At least I have heard enough to offer you some good advice. That's the habit people are getting into. What's yours? Simply this. In the event you're thinking of visiting Masagua, remember... There are other things on foreign soils that can be just as deadly as smallpox. But how do you know I want to go to Mexico? Well, that's better than going to jail for selling fake oil stock. That's besides the point. Uh, anyway, why do you want me to fly to Masagua with you? So you can ask your Uncle Ahmed's third cousin twice removed if he can sneak you into the United States. But why should I do that? I just came from there. Besides, they have smallpox in Masagua. Yeah, that's why we're going there. To see that they keep it. You would like company, no? Yeah, only I didn't realize it until just now. Sit down, won't you? Gracias. You are a stranger here in Mastagua? Temporarily, yes. Oh? Then you do not intend to remain? Not if I can help it. But maybe I'll have to. You know how it is sometimes. I am not so certain that I do, senor. Or you are American, no? Uh-huh. Your country is not far away. And yet you remain here in Mexico, where you say you do not wish to be. That makes sense to you? Perhaps, senor. Perhaps not. But I enjoy stories. Tell me more. Okay. Um, I know one about a man who wanted to get back to the house where he was born. Mm -hmm. But for certain reasons, its doors were barred against him. And the walls were too high to climb. See, senor? What is the end of the story? Well, that's all I know. I never did hear the rest of it. Oh, what a pity. For that story could have had a happy ending. Oh? See, si, senor. For if that man had money, $1,500 American money, maybe he could have found people to remove those walls for him. Maybe. But what if he didn't know where to find them? Perhaps that could be arranged, senor. Down this alleyway. Mm, no spotlights on these transactions. Senor? Oh, that's American for it's dark here. Oh, I see. Ah, but we have our eyes. Go in, senor. No lights here either. Now what? Just this. Oh, 
not listen to me in Nogales, eh? Perhaps this will teach you I mean what I say, Mr. X. Wake up, Mr. X. Please wake up. Uh, yeah. Don't stay subconscious. Wake up. What, uh, what's going, Pega? Oh, glad to see me, Mr. Thurston. For once, yes. Oh, where are we? In the old building uh, where Senor Verva left you. Verva, so he was the one. Mm-hmm. I knew darn well that girl was leading me into a trap, but I didn't expect it to close so soon. Oh. How'd you get here? I saw you uh, and the girl leave the tavern, so I followed. I thought maybe she might have a friend up for me. Oh. Uh, and when you went to the building, I waited, and uh, Verva and the girl came out. I went in, and here you were. Well, how'd you make up with Uncle Ahmed's kinfolk? Oh, Mr. Thurston, they're the souls of the earth. For $2,000, I can get you sneaked into the United States. Is the extra 500 your commission? Huh? When do I leave? Well, one bunch left tonight, but... Too early. You missed it. Oh, no, I didn't. Come along. But, Mr. Thurston, you, you can't catch up with them now. I'm not going to. I'm going to meet them at the other side. Surprised? That you've returned to my rancho? No. Only that you found me out here at my little cabin. How did you know? Well, there was no one at the hacienda, and moonlit nights are made for quiet and solitude. Ah, so you remembered. I knew you'd be back. But tell me, Ken, why? Don't you know? I should like to think it was because of me. Was it, Ken? That's why I came back, Estelle. That was a rifle shot. Not from any ordinary rifle. What do you mean? The spotted plague is paying a return visit, Estelle. To the White Castle. Come on. Now we can see all right from here. But what is that? Ken, look. Yeah. There's something stretching all the way across the canyon. What is it? That's a bridge. A bridge of rope and slats. How is that possible? The shot we heard was a lifeline being fired across the canyon. The kind they use in the Coast Guard. And there's the man who fired it. Pulling it back to this side with the bridge attached. And those men on the other side are waiting to cross. Uh, without benefit of quota or medical examination. That's 1,500 bucks ahead. Ken, he's starting to fasten down the bridge now. Yeah. Okay, Pat, it's quitting time. What the? Tristan! That's right, Pat. I see you're having company tonight. May I join the little party? You just dealt yourself into a game you can't win, Tristan. Better look around before you call, Pat. Up in the hills. In the hills? What are you talking? Those lights moving down this way. The Border Patrol. Border Patrol? I made arrangements in Nogales. Dr. Clark's leading him down to us. 
You all licked, Pat? Oh, no. You haven't won yet, Thurston. That while this gun is still the Joker. Ken. Not tonight, Pat. Ken. Oh, Ken, I was afraid he was going to kill you. Were you? Oh, you were afraid he wasn't. What are you saying? You were the brains behind Pat. I suspected that ever since the ambush on the road. No, Ken. Only you and Clark knew I was going to your hacienda. That it was Clark or Verba. If Verba was a killer, I'd never have left Masagua alive. And you were the only one who knew I wanted to question the peon. You'd smuggled him across the border and couldn't risk that talk. So you killed him. You have no proof of that. When they try to pin a murder rap on Platt, he'll talk. Courage, Mr. Thurston. Oh, don't do everything. I'm coming to the rescue. Anything to say, Estelle, before they get here? You're a clever man, Ken. My congratulations. But you've forgotten one thing. The bridge. Bridge? To Mexico. To freedom. Adios, Ken. Come back, will you? That bridge isn't fastened down yet. Mr. Rex, the bridge, the girl, they're gone. Yeah. Yes, La Calle de las Adidas. The street of the lost ones. She was heading there all the time. Tony, she didn't know it. She worshipped the gods of power and ruthlessness. Traded her soul to them. That's why she ended down there. For all those who put gold above human rights and welfare, all of them are lost ones. Frigidaire star, Herbert Marshall. Thanks for being with us. Next week, a story called The Least of These. I read it. It's pretty exciting. I think you'll like it. Of course, Leon Belasco will be on hand as Pagan Zellschmidt. So join us, won't you, when next I return as the man called X. Good night. Frigidaire's Man Called X is directed by Jack Johnstone with music composed and conducted by Johnny Green. Tonight's story was written by Sidney Marshall. And so until next week, same time, same station, this is Wendell Niles speaking for Frigidaire, made only by General Motors. All characters and incidents used are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons or incidents is purely coincidental. Remember, every Thursday... For the best in entertainment, tune in and stay tuned in to CBS, the biggest show in town. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. You're twice as sure with two great names. Frigidaire and General Motors. Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find the man called X.
Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as Ken Thurston, the man called X. I'm very sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Thurston. Would you care to give me your order now? Oh, later. Right now, you can bring me a dry martini with an onion. Very good, Mr. Thurston. I shall be right... Oh, I beg your pardon. Think nothing of it, my good woman? Pagan, no. Oh, oh, oh hello, Mr. Thurston. I, I thought you were in South Africa. I was. I just got back. Well, you must have dug up a new tailor. <laughs> this suit? Oh, well, it's uh, really... Feel the material. Oh, how to do it? Bank robbery? Mr. X, I'm going to become a millionaire. Congratulations. How? Very simple. Roulette. Huh? <laughs> sure. A friend of mine from Europe, he says that all you have to do is to... Mr. X, that man coming over here. What about him? He's after me. Didn't you pay for the suit? But this is no time for jokes. You gotta do something. Well, he looks pretty mad. All right, Pagon, grab yourself a taxi out there. I'll slow him down. Mr. Thurston, if I get out of this, I swear by the father of my father. Just a minute there. Uh, Bowel me, please. I'm in a hurry. Evidently. Since you didn't take the time to pay your check. I intend to pay it when I come back. Now, if you don't mind. Maybe we'd better call the manager. I think he'll be interested in your intention. I do not wish to. Ah, too late. He's driving away. Hmm? You trying to catch somebody? Unquestionably, your interference was intentional. I saw Zellschmidt talking with you a moment ago. So? Fortunately, I think I know where he can be found. Good. But you, monsieur, you may discover that you have made a very bad enemy. Very bad indeed. Good day. years back when he showed up in Washington. I don't know whether you remember him or not, Ken. Dr. Wagner, sure, Chief, the French scientist. That's right. Specialist in nuclear physics. Mm. He'd got out of France just one jump ahead of the Nazis. Mm. Claimed he'd solved the nuclear reaction of hydrogen and helium on limited power without the need for uranium. Yeah, I remember him. That was early in 41, when John Public thought nuclear energy was science fiction. What happened to him? Why, uh, he died, Ken. Oh? Yeah, two weeks ago in French Guiana. Newspaper clipping came in yesterday. What about his uh, process? Did he leave any papers or notes? According to this item, they were holding the stuff, pending a claim by next of kin. That's a pretty important secret to be kicking around for just anybody to get hold of. Well, that's how it looked to me, Ken. So I cabled the authorities in French Guiana yesterday. Got an answer this morning. Said Dr. Wagner's papers had already been picked up. And by an operator from this bureau. What? Yes, Ken. And hang on to your hat. According to the cablegram, the name of the operator was Zellschmidt. Pagan. Good Lord. Yes, he's in plenty deep this time. All right, Chief. I'm on my way. I'll be in touch with you. Well, better phone me as soon as you get to French Guiana. French Guiana? Chief, I'm going to Monte Carlo. Ken, what in Sam Hill are you talking about? So long, Chief. <laughs> Sorry, Missy, no more bets. Perhaps the next time. And the winning number is 23, red dot. Unfortunately, not the cover. That was you, Madame and Monsieur. You don't seem to be interested in roulette, Monsieur. Huh? Oh, I'm just a kibitz I met myself. I probably shouldn't start a conversation with a complete stranger, but uh, well, here in Monte Carlo, we tend to become very informal. A good system. I like it. 
You don't live here. Oh, no, not here. Down the coast at Nice. Oh. My name is Jeanette Quayley, monsieur. My name is Ken Thurston. How are you, Miss Quinn? Uh, please, your best, ladies and gentlemen. Quickie, please. Where was you? I, uh, I've noticed you watching uh, the little man with the beard at the next table. Oh? Is he a friend of yours by any chance? No. Strange-looking fellow. You don't happen to know him? No, Monsieur Thurston. Oh, pardon me, ma'am. On number 13, croupier. Uh, we met with there. Your lucky number, Miss Quayley? Why not? What might be unlucky for one could easily be very fortunate for another. Just a hunch. The betting is closed. No more bets, please. Yeah, I had, a, I had a hunch myself a little while ago. Oh? Did you play it? Oh, no, no. Not that kind. I had a hunch you were going to speak to me. But why? Well, I noticed you yesterday sitting three tables away in a New York restaurant. And the winning number is seven. Red and large and not covered. Too bad, Miss Quayley. Oh, well, you can't win all the time. You're, uh... A very observant man, Monsieur Thurston. Perhaps we should have a long talk sometime. Au revoir. Yeah. Au revoir, Jeanette. Well, now's as good a time as any for a showdown. I beg your pardon. Huh? I don't know you, Monsieur. It's that beard of yours. I've been wanting to pull on it for the last 20 minutes. I, I, I don't understand, monsieur. You crooked, double-crossing little rat. Huh? All right, Pagan, now come on out of that brush. Listen, Mr. Thurston, you've got to save me. Save you? I'm going to make sure you get 90 years. What did you do with those papers you stole? I'm very glad you asked that, Mr. X. Uh, I, I think... Risking the peace of the whole world. Impersonating a bureau operator. But who else would I know how to talk like? Pagan, you pulled some shady deals, but this is the worst one yet. Now you're in trouble. But it was only a bet. A bet. Sure, this Baron Rutten bet me $5,000 I couldn't fool those people in French Guiana. <laughs> what sucker. It, it was a cinch. Yeah, it'll be a cinch for the state's attorney. The jury won't be out five minutes. <laughs> if you don't help me, I won't even live so long. They're going to bump me off. Good. Maybe even worse. Better yet. Mr. X, how can you Pagan, say... Pagan, where are those papers of Dr. Wagner's? That's the whole trouble. I haven't got them. What? I held them out on Baron Rutten. Just trying to make an honest dollar, you understand? Honest dollar. Is there any other car? Never mind that. Where are they now? I airmailed them to myself here in care of general delivery. They should come in in the morning. Well, for once that simple bird brain of yours made some accidental sense. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Oh, H shut up. Uh, if you will pardon, uh, Mr. Thurston. Huh? I have a message for you. Yeah? You're invited to join the Countess Corinne at her table across on the mezzanine. Huh? Who's the Countess Corinne? Monsieur, everyone knows the Countess. That's so. All right. Tell the Countess I'll be over in a few minutes. Oui, monsieur. Merci. Pagan, you probably heard of being boiled in oil. Well, yes, but I don't... Now, you go to your hotel room and wait for me. And if you step outside once, I'll show you at least five tricks that are a whole lot worse than boiling in oil. One moment, monsieur. Uh, your name is Thurston. That's right. Inspector Malmkist, Monaco mm -hmm. Department of Police. I'd like to see your identification, please. What for? The customs boys took care of all that. As a matter of routine, yes, this is special. There has been a complaint. Oh, by whom? The complaint was made by me, monsieur Thurston. Oh, yeah. I think it's you're the Baron Rutten. That is correct. Any man who can be a very bad enemy. Yeah, you told me that in New York. Well, what's the complaint, Inspector? Your passport first, please. Thank you. 
Baron Groton believes you to be a jewel thief who was wanted by the Paris police a few years ago. Well, ordinarily, I'd be willing to accept the Baron as an underworld authority, but uh, right now I've got a date upstairs with the Countess Corinne. Countess Corinne? You are a friend of hers? I'm joining her at her invitation. <clears throat> uh, these papers seem to be quite in order. I'm afraid you made a mistake, Baron Gauton. Well, I, I did not realize... My apologies, Mr. Thurston. If my department can be of service at any time, you have only to call on me. Thanks, Inspector. I remember that. I may want to make a complaint myself sometime. Never know. Monsieur Thurston, Jeanette is a guest at my villa down at Nice. She told me she'd met you, and I invited you to join me up here. Quite simple. I see. Well, I'd have been here a little sooner if I hadn't been stopped at the bottom of the stairs by a gentleman named Mamkist. Mamkist? Oh, yes. The police inspector. Something is wrong? Oh, no, no. Just a case of mistaken identity. The Countess, do you happen to know Baron Routon? Routon? No, I've never heard of him. Hmm. I was told you knew everybody in Monte Carlo. Oh, hardly, Monsieur Thurston. People come and go in Monaco. They make a fortune or lose one. And either way, you never see them again. Well, the world is pretty much the same way. On a bigger scale. I suppose so. When you think about it, life itself is a kind of tremendous roulette wheel. People bouncing around the rim and not having a great deal to say about the matter. That's quite an idea. And it doesn't offer much incentive for living, does it? Why not? Everyone has the same chance. Well, maybe, except once in a while, somebody discovers a new way to fix the wheel, so nobody has a chance. Fix the wheel? Countess Corinne, one sure method to make zero come up on the next spin would be a new kind of nuclear weapon. Pagon, open up. Pagon! Well? Won't you come in, Monsieur Thurston? Thanks, Jeanette. Of course, I could have the wrong room. You don't look much like Pagon Zellschmidt. Well, I hope not. Then you did know the little man with the beard. Found to be both did. Oh, looks like you've been pretty busy. Bad guessing. The room was torn up this way when I got here. Oh? Where's, uh... Where's Pagon? Under the bed? No, I already looked. He seems to have stepped out, Ken. I, uh, I suppose you're here after the same thing I am. It's a little hard to say. Well, uh, what are you after? Oh, all right. Be difficult. Anyway, someone has already beaten us to it. Could be. At least Pagan didn't walk out of here by choice, so... Where do we go from here? Oh, maybe a lot of places if I knew you better. But I don't yet, so... You're not leaving already? I thought I might. You wouldn't detain a lady, Ken. Uh, it depends. I'd detain anybody to stop the wagon of formula from being turned loose on the world. I think you would. Well, I don't have it. You can take my word for that. Unless, of course, you'd care to search me. No. You're really quite trusting. Very likely we'll see each other again. So I hope you won't mind if I say good night now, Mr. X. Thank <laughs> you.
And now to continue with Frigidaire's Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. I must still regard this as highly irregular, Mr. Thurston, even though the postmaster did authorize it. Relax, there's nothing to worry about. Here, hand me that uh, jar of paste. I must say that in 20 years' service with this post office, I have never done anything so unorthodox before. Then it's about time. You want to get out of your rut once in a while. Now we'll um, seed it up again. So. And it looks as good as it ever did. Hey, huh? Tampering with the Monaco mail. A very serious thing. Very serious. Wait a minute. Here he comes now. I'll stand here by the door out of sight. You're on your own. Uh. Good, good morning. You you don't have to have some mail for Mr. Pagan Zellschmidt, do you? That's me, you understand. Well, of course, we don't ordinarily open for another five minutes yet, but... Oh, yes, uh, here's the letter. Z -E Zellschmidt. It's airmail from New York. That's it. I mean, that, that that's me. You, you, you couldn't just keep it a couple of days, could you? Oh, good heavens, no. Be very irregular. Here you are. Do you think maybe there is a policeman around here somewhere? Oh, my, no. I haven't seen a gendarme all morning. Oh, well, goodbye, old friend. Goodbye, Mr. Zelschman. Old friend. Hello, Pagan. Mr. Thurston. Wait, look out! Down, Pagan. Oh. It's Baron Rutten. He's the one who brought me here. Yes. Yes, it was Baron Rutten. I swear by the father of my father... So my... help me, Pagan, if you don't tell the truth. All of it. I'll mop up this hotel room with you. Even after I saved your life. You saved nothing. I knew you'd never walk into that post office alone. Where were you all night, anyway? Lying unconscious in some filthy dungeon where that Baron Rutten put me after he dragged me out of this hotel. Mm. See anybody besides Rutten? Only some rats. They chewed on my beard. Pagan, how's the... Uh... Jeanette figure in this. I don't know. I, I met her on a plane from New York. Uh, she was so charming. And you were so talkative. So that's how she found out about me. Mr. X, I, I swear I didn't... All right, Pagon. Let's get this straight. Rutan looked you up in New York and made you a $5,000 bet. You went to French Guiana, picked up Wagner's papers, came back to New York, and gave them to Rutan. But you held out one envelope marked secret... I only wanted to do my duty, Mr. Fish. Yeah, you only wanted to soak him for more money later. Okay. So, Rutan found out what you'd done and turned on the heat. You mailed the envelope here to Monaco and grabbed a plane over. How did Rutan know you'd come here? I guess because he was the one who told me about the roulette system. What was this system, anyway? Oh, it's very simple, Mr. Thurston. You go to table number seven in the casino and wait until 23 comes up on the wheel. Then you play 13 three times. And zero once. That all? Oh, sure. Baron Rutten said I could make a million, may maybe two million. Why don't we go down and try it, Mr. X? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Good, I'll get my coat. What for? You're not going anywhere. But, but, but... Don't leave the room, Pagan. See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, One hundred francs on number 13 again, Troopier. 
Monsieur has a fondness for number 13. Well, call it a hunch. One of a very lucky one so far. Uh, one never knows, monsieur. Uh, this time, perhaps. And the winning number is 26, Red Divan. Too bad, monsieur. Oh, well, that's the way with hunches. Uh, perhaps, monsieur, would like to try number 13 again? No, no. This time, I think I'll play, um... I'll play a zero. Uh, monsieur intends to play zero? That's right. <laughs> but, monsieur, no one wins on zero. I... Uh, very well, monsieur. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this wheel is temporarily closed. Your bets will be taken by any of the other tables. And now, monsieur, you will come with me, please? Why not? This is one hunch that looks as though it may have a payoff. Here I was sitting completely rejected, all, all alone in this dirty little hotel room. And then you come in. Ah, Jeanette. Please, Mr. Zellschmidt. Why don't you call me Pagan, or better yet, Ducky? Ducky? Well, why not? There's nobody here but just us, baby. Mm-hmm. You're so right, Ducky. Mm. Uh, why don't we sit over here, hmm? Well, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Only wait till I get my purse. Purse? What for? I want to show you something in it. Oh. What's here on the dresser? Huh? Oh, it's nothing. Just a letter I got at the post office this morning. Uh, what are you going to show me? <laughs> I'm afraid you'll laugh at me. It's so silly. See? A, a billiard ball. But what's it for? Well, you see, it's rather heavy. So it sags in the bottom of the purse. Uh-huh. Then, when I take hold of the top, uh-huh. like this, and swing it... Wait! You see how simple it is. Thanks a lot for the letter, Ducky. We have arrived, monsieur. About time we've been walking through half the town. Uh, one moment, please. Oh, hello, Pierre. Mr. Thurston. Inspector Malmkist. Uh, Monsieur played the correct list of numbers. Correctly. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I do. That'll be all, Pierre. Good night. Hey, but, Monsieur, I... Uh... Ah. Why don't we sit down, Inspector? There's uh, evidently some mistake here. I don't think so. It's an old trick among espionage agents. Getting in touch with one another by playing a certain sequence of numbers at some designated roulette wheel. Now, look here. This one happened to be rigged up for Pagon Zellschmidt. The idea being to eliminate him after he'd done that job in French Guiana. And you'd forgotten to let Pierre know the deal was off. Are you implying that the men in my position... Uh, Just what is your position, Inspector? I checked with the Monaco police today. They've never heard of you. You... You have Dr. Wagoner's papers. That's right. All I need now is the brain behind this thing. Somehow I don't think that you or Baron Rutten fits the bill. Well, any answer there? You drive so fast. Such a rough road. I don't see why you can't drive slow, Mr. Thurston. Hey, Gomb, we may be too late now. Nobody's going to steal that villa down in Nice. And besides, every time we hit a bump, my stomach flies up and bruises my brain. 
may knock some sense into it. Unkindness. I never get any sympathy. You don't have any coming after what you pulled off. But, Mr. X, I didn't give her the letter. She took it away from me with brute force and a billet ball. I'm talking about you stealing Wagner's papers. I didn't know what I was doing. I was strictly non-compus corpus. Tell the judge that. Oh, and besides, I thought it was only a bet. I didn't know what it was all about. No, I don't think you did. And that's the only thing that may save you. Ha, I knew you would fix it, won't you, Mr. Thurston? My very dear friend. I don't know, Pagan. That depends on the way things turn out. When we get to Nice. Oh, next, can this car go any faster? Would you like some more coffee, Monsieur Thurston? Another sandwich, perhaps? No, no, thanks, Countess. Monsieur Zerschmidt? I um, don't mind if I do. They're very small. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this visit is really a most unexpected pleasure, Monsieur Thurston. But I feel somehow that you have something to discuss which you have not mentioned. As a matter of fact, I have, Countess Coran. I thought we might talk about the Wagner formula for nuclear reaction. Or haven't you had time to open the letter yet? What letter do you mean? The one you took away from Jeannette when she came back here about an hour ago. You are very clever, monsieur. How did you find out about me? Oh, you might say Inspector Malmkist gave you away. He would not dare talk. Oh, no, he didn't. But when I mentioned his name to you in the casino last night, you verified that phony title of Inspector. Remember? I hope you have made the mistake of killing Jeannette. I had not yet decided what to do with her. She's locked in the third room down the hall. Go get her, Pagan. Whatever you say, Mr. Thurston, but if you hear a noise like a billiard ball, you better come up and pick me up. Baron Rutan, Inspector Mamkist, and the Countess Corren, you're quite a trio. I should not have worked with such stupid assistants. That was my mistake. We could do much better, Ken. Oh, sure, yes, we'd make a great team. You don't seem to understand. The person who controls the Wagner formula controls the world. Don't you realize what that means? I realize exactly what it means. That's why I'm here. I see. Well, I suppose I may as well accept the fact that you won't change your mind. And, of course, you're planning to break through that door. From where you are sitting, you can't stop me without shooting. And I don't think you will. Mr. X, you're going to let her get away. Stop her, Ken. She's got the formula. You're both wrong. But she keeps a plane out there. She knows how to fly it. She'll need to know more than that with a half dozen men of the French Jurité sitting out there waiting for her. But... And as for the papers... One man's already died for. I have them here. Ha! You took him away from her. Pagan, I took him away from you. Huh? I've had that sealed envelope since this morning in the post office. There was nothing in the letter you picked up but a folded newspaper. Well, it was a very dirty trick to let me get... Wait a minute. Jeanette, she's another one, Mr. X. Grab her. Nice idea, Pagan. Only it's pretty rough treatment for the daughter of a prominent French scientist. You? Dr. Wagner? How did you find out, Ken? I didn't. I was guessing. But there's a strong family resemblance, and I couldn't see how you figured it in this any other way. Well, I've been a guest of the Countess for several months. That's how she found out about my father's formula. Jeanette, you knew who I was. Why'd you keep on fighting me? You had a legal claim to the papers? Yes, but I didn't know whether you'd want to do the same thing with them that I do. Oh, and what's that? Destroy them. I know how my father felt during the last months of his life. I had letters from him. Ken, burn that envelope, please. Don't even open it. I'm afraid that's impossible, Jeanette. I've already opened it. Oh, no. 
Mr. Thurston, that was dishonest. Pagon, don't tempt me. Too late. Oh, it's horrible. That depends. Inside of this envelope is something that's already caused the death of one man. And I'll probably send two others to prison. I'd like to have a look at it. Here. Mr. X. That's nothing but ashes. That's right. I think Dr. Wagner knew we'd understand what he was doing. Then he destroyed it himself. You've got plenty of reason to be proud of your father, Jeanette. He was a great man. With death staring him in the face, he deliberately wiped his name off the list of the world's immortals because he felt it was best for his fellow human beings. No small man could do that. The secret will be found again someday by somebody else. But before that happens, oh, if only we'll have the sense to grow up. Stop gambling the future of the whole human race on a wheel where every number is zero. Now, Frigidaire star, Herbert Marshall. Thanks for being with us. Next week, our story is called All That Glitters. And I think you'll enjoy it because it's packed full of excitement and mystery. As usual, Leon Velasco will be along as Pagon Zellschmidt. So join us, won't you? When next I return, as the man called X. Good night. Frigidaire's Man Called X is directed by Jack Johnstone. The music composed and conducted by Johnny Green. Tonight's story was written by Les Crutchfield. And so until next week, same time, same station... This is Wendell Niles speaking for Frigidaire, made only by General Motors. All characters and incidents used are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons or incidents is purely coincidental. Remember, every Thursday, for the best in entertainment, tune in and stay tuned in to CBS, the biggest show in town. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Now we present Herbert Marshall as the man called X, the Saturday night feature on NBC's five-show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you what every smoker wants, mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. The cigarette that brings you Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. By the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find the man called X. Wait a minute. I think you may recognize these happy characters. Now here's Chesterfield's answer to Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> 
Bob Hope. I'd top you easy, Dad, but we only have a minute here to sell Chesterfield. Okay, well, let's get to it. Better tasting Chesterfield is the only cigarette that combines for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. Mm, the mildness is a cinch to prove. You just make Chesterfield mildness test. You know, open a pack and enjoy that milder aroma. Then smoke them, and you'll know that Chesterfields are mild. And Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. That fact has been confirmed by the country's first and only cigarette taste panel. So make our cigarette your cigarette. The reasons go together like this. By Chesterfield, Chesterfield, the one that proves its case. Yes, Chesterfields are milder, milder, plus no aftertaste. Oh, ho, open a pack and give them a sniff. Then you'll smoke them. to the south of Florida it lies, south of the Bimini Islands, Nassau, and ancient Hispaniola, a land of surf and palm-lined shore, a paradox of modern buildings and tropical splendor. It is the island of Puerto Rico, a land of peace and native songs and exotic flowers, and of violence. Talk, you pig. I said talk, Rubira. Talk. No. No, I would tell you nothing. Nothing. You will tell us who else knows of your suspicions, or we will... Carlos. It is enough. But, Senor Jimenez... If he will not talk, he will not talk. Not to you, Jimenez. Not to a traitor to Puerto Rico. To the United States. You are quite right, amigo. You will not talk to Pedro Jimenez. Nor to anyone else. (laughs) So... I believe that finishes our business here. Come along, Carlos. Si, Senor Jimenez. Operator X. The man called X. Get me. Get the man called. So his dying words would ask for you, Ken. That's what the report says, Chief. I don't get it. What's the connection between the murder of a Puerto Rican newspaper man and the Bureau? Luis. Rubiera was more than a newspaper man. He was a crusader, always fighting for the benefit of the little people and for his country. This time, I think he bit off more than he could chew. Like what? Like the Nationalista Party. Oh, wait a minute, Ken. The Nationalista Party's no threat anymore. After a couple of their gunmen made that uh, assassination attempt in Washington, they were broken up. Mm Mm-hmm. Or did they go underground? Hmm. Chief, that party's an organized gang of revolutionaries. You know... Puerto Rico for the Puerto Ricans. We've heard that line before. China, Korea. If they're still operating there, underground, well, it's like an H-bomb sitting in the heart of Latin America. Only a thousand miles from the Panama Canal. Yes, but, Ken, we don't know that they've gone underground. We haven't any proof. What if Luis Rivera had? Hmm. Miss Brooks, book passage for Ken Thurston on the first plane for San Juan, Puerto Rico.
Believe me, Mr. X, you won't ever regret taking me along here to Puerto Rico. I know every hatcher dive in San Juan. That figures. Sure, whatever it is you want here, I'm the guy who can fix it up. What have we had for now, Mr. X? Wine? Songs? Uh, women? Pagar, I want you to get me some information about the Nationalista Party. That's a cinch. When it comes to arranging parties, I'm the... The Nationalista Party. That's right. Oh, goodbye, Mr. X. I just remembered to forgot an important date back in Florida. Oh, relax, you idiot. But, but Mr. X, this Nationalista jokers are... They would just as soon cut your throat for a nickel. The sooner even. Then you know him. Oh, I won't admit that. Nothing. Positively nothing. Not for a million bucks would I have anything to do with the... With the... Hey. Hey, that's a C-note. Yeah. Well, Mr. Thurston, my oldest and, and dearest friend. <laughs> if there's any little thing I can... Uh... Hey. There you are, pig, huh? But you tore it in two pieces. And you're only giving me half? You'll get the other half when you get me some dope about the Nationalista. And why Luis Rubiera was killed. Oh, but Mr. Thurston... You'll find me at the offices of La Libertad, Rubiera's newspaper. But Mr. Rex... So long, Pega. But wait! I knew you would come here, Ken. Luis always said you could never refuse a call for help from a friend. Your husband was more than a friend, Maria. See, I know. During the war, the two of you were... But that is past history now. Maybe not. No, of course not. You are here to help him with the same fight again. That's right, Maria. What can you tell me about it? Well, perhaps Steve Bennett can help me explain. Bennett? See, he was working with Louis when he was... One moment, Ken. Steve, would you come in here a moment, please? Of course, Maria. Steve is the managing editor of our English edition. He was Louis' right-hand man in the investigation. What can I do for you, Maria? Steve, this is Ken Thurston. Ken, Steve Bennett. Glad to know you, Thurston. How are you, Bennett? Ken is an old friend of Louis. He is here to help us in whatever way he can. Well, we can use help, Thurston. All we can get. We're up against some very tough competition. The, uh, Nationalista. That's right. Louis was one of the few men who realized what a real danger they are. So he went after them. Steve. Yes. With Steve's help, they were attempting to learn where the new underground headquarters were. And more important, who was their real leader? You have any luck, Bennett? Oh, we helped the Secret Service round up some of the more obvious followers, the front men. But Luis was convinced that somebody big, somebody very powerful, was really behind the movement. He suspect anyone? Well, if he did, he was killed before he could tell us. Uh. Steve, Luis did suspect someone. Pedro Jimenez. Jimenez? No. Who's he? One of our most respected citizens. Philanthropist, a wealthy plantation owner, member of the Puerto Rican government. Oh, somebody big, somebody very powerful. Well, he fits the bill without question. And if Luis was right, but how can we prove it? If Luis was right, Bennett, we're going to prove it. Bennett, we're in trouble. Trouble, amigo? 
A man called Thurston just came to San Juan. He's investigating the party. Uh, others have attempted to investigate the party also. Yes, but this man's different. And he's after Jimenez. Senor Jimenez? Then he suspect? Yes. I don't have to tell you what to do. That is quite correct, Senor Bennett. You do not have to tell Carlos what to do. Well, Mr. X, here we are. El Rio de That's the river of gold, you understand. No. Sure. Some crumb bump joint, eh, Mr. X? Luis Rubio used to come here? That's right. And the dope I got is that he was here about that uh, nationalista part. So how about giving me the rest of that C note, eh, Mr. X? I got a big deal cooking, and, and I could use it. This deal of yours, does it have black hair, blue eyes, and wear a silver fox? How did you know? Coming over to the table now. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you have arrived at last, Pagan, darling. Hello, baby. I've been waiting for you, muchacho. But I did not know you are going to bring a friend. Oh, don't let it bother you, baby. I got a little banking-type business to talk over a minute, and, and then you and me will go out with the town. <laughs> oh, it sounds most intriguing, Pagan. Uh, are you not forgetting something? Uh, huh? Forgetting what? My name's Ken Thurston, senorita. Oh. Mine is Nina Rodriguez, uh. Ken. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nina Rodriguez. Uh, how about that half a scene note, Mr. Thurston, eh? Tegan's told me so much about you, Ken. About the way in which the two of you work together so well. Oh. Uh, uh, look, baby. <laughs> On a second thought, business can wait. Let's brush out of this place right now, eh? You must find it most thrilling, Ken, to work with a man such as Pegan. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Now, now like I was and saying... how complimentary let's... to you that he has made you his first assistant. Yes, isn't that nice? Well, <laughs> you know how... how to, don't you, Mr. I... <clears throat> Would you like to dance, Nina? I'd love to. If Pegan does not mind... Well, I... Well, he I... won't mind... Will you, boss? Huh? Oh, sure, sure. Go right ahead. Go on, Nina. Don't mind me. I'll just wait here at the table. <laughs> so, Ken, what is it you wish to ask me? What makes you think I wanted to ask you something? I don't flatter myself that even my charms would make you wish to suffer to this impossible music. What is it? Silver fox and expensive jewelry hardly belong in a dive like this. And you're hardly the type to go for Pagan. But he has such a darling accent, uh -huh. Ken. He's also got a habit of giving out information. See, I discover that fact. So? I do have that habit, but with a difference. Pagan is susceptible to flattery and charm. I'm only susceptible to money. Huh. Shall we say uh, $10,000? Really? What information could be worth that kind of money? Who knows? Perhaps if one were interested in the death of Luis Rubira, or in the Nationalista Party, or in Senor Pedro Jimenez. Ah. You may not have too much time in which to decide. Why not? You'll learn when you return to your table. To my... Oh. <laughs> so you notice, Pegon is no longer there. Who is the man sitting there now? The one who will inform you why you do not have much time. Thank you for the dance, Ken. We'll meet again soon. 
And when we do, I would prefer to have the money in cash. Hasta la vista, muchacho. Hmm. Hello, waiting for me? You are Senor Thurston, no? That's right. See, si, I've been waiting for you. My name is Carlos. Carlos Mendoza. Is that supposed to mean something to me? I am a captain of the police. Oh? See, si, I'm here to place you under arrest for the murder of Luis Rubira. We will continue with The Man Called X in just a moment. If you suffer from the pains of headaches, neuritis, or neuralgia, you should discover what many thousands have known for years, that Anison brings incredibly fast, effective relief. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take form. Probably at some time you've received an envelope containing Anison tablets from your physician or dentist. Thousands of people have been introduced to Anison this way. Try Anison yourself the next time you suffer from the pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. You'll be delighted at how quickly relief can come. Anison is spelled A-N-A-C-I-N. Your druggist has Anison in handy boxes of 12 and 30 tablets and economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100 for your medicine cabinet. Ask for Anison today. Now, Act Two of The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, with Leon Belasco as Pagan Zellschmidt. At a dockside cafe in Puerto Rico, Ken meets Nina Rodriguez, who offers to sell him information about the Nationalista Party and about Pedro Jimenez, a wealthy plantation owner suspected of being the party's leader. But the conversation is interrupted by the arrival of Carlos Mendoza, captain of police, who puts Ken under arrest for the murder of Luis Rubira. Now, 20 minutes later, a black sedan twists up the curving mountain road leading to the inland plantation country of Puerto Rico. Carlos Mendoza is in the rear seat. In front, beside the policeman driver, is Ken Thurston, the man called X, with Mendoza's gun pointing at the back of his head. Pretty long ride to police headquarters, isn't it, Mendoza? Do not be concerned, Senor Thurston. We shall arrive in good time. Well, headquarters or Pedro Jimenez plantation? Uh, what difference, Senor? The ultimate destination of all murderers is the grave. And of course, you've got all the evidence against me that you need. What we do not have, we shall obtain. I see. You get rid of me, you close the fire on Rubira's murder, and Jimenez and the Nationalista party go on their merry way. Senor Thurston. It is you who continually bring the name of Senor Pedro Jimenez into the conversation, not I. I am merely performing my duty in bringing a murderer to justice. Of course, and I wouldn't want your conscience tortured by the thought that you might have helped to convict an innocent man, so I'd better take that wheel. You fool! You will kill us all! You will! But we got to do something, Mrs. Rubira. You're certain that Captain Mendoza... This Mendoza gives her practically kidnapped Mr. Thurston. I saw them yes, driving him away with guns. His name is Ken Thurston. 
We are doing all that we can, Senor Zellschmidt. But until we are able to tell where they have taken him... All right. Thank you very much. Have you had any success, Nothing, Maria. Neither Captain Mendoza nor Ken Thurston has made an appearance at headquarters. Oh, Mr. Thurston, maybe they're killing him or something. And he didn't even give me the other half of that C-note before he took him away. Cheer up, Pagan, you'll get it. Oh, it's you! Thurston, what happened to you? Your clothes, the blood on your face. Well, there was a little accident from Mendoza's car in Puerto Rico's back country. It's pretty rugged. Back country? What's it all about, Thurston? What was Mendoza trying to do? Well, a rough guess would be that somebody tipped off Jimenez to the fact that we suspect him. So he sent his hired boy, Mendoza, to take care of me. Ken... Luis was right. Jimenez is the leader. We're on the right track, Maria. But proof, Thurston. Where are we going to get proof? And if they're desperate enough to pull a trick like the, way, the one they pulled tonight... Yeah, time's running out, but I think I know someone who can give us that proof. Who can? A girl by the name of Nina Rodriguez. <gasps> that little cookie? What's she got to do with this? I have a hunch it's plenty. Of course, Ken. She used to be Jimenez's girlfriend. Luis mentioned her to me. If she could be persuaded to testify against him... I'm afraid that's an impossibility. Why, Bennett? This piece of copy came into the desk a little while ago. There was a murder in the parking lot of El Rio Doro tonight. The victim? Nina Rodriguez. Okay, Mr. X. I got the window open. Now what? We climb inside. Oh, but this is that big shot Jimenez's house. What if he finds us? We just saw him leave the plantation and head for San Juan. He won't be back for at least a couple of hours. Now climb in. All right, Pagan, that does it. Let's get out of here. But what if they see the wires? In some places, we couldn't hide them so good. That's a chance we'll have to take. Come on. You are certain everything went all right, Ken? The microphones are well hidden, Maria. Look, this is what we've done. We've connected them to the wires running up the hillside to this cave. Uh -huh. We'll get down every word on this portable recorder. something has gone wrong. It is already half an hour since we saw the lights of their cars pull up to the hacienda. And we have heard nothing yet. That only means they haven't gone into the library yet. But what if nobody in the joint feels like, like reading tonight? After all, maybe there's some good radio programs or, or, or something. And anyways, didn't you say the chief was going Hold to... Hold it. I think I heard a door. Come in, gentlemen. Yeah. You may as well be comfortable in here while discussing our futures and the future of the party. Ken, they are coming into the library now. Start the recorder, Pagan. You bet. Oh, our plans have been well laid. If you carry out your assigned tasks as directed, within a week, the Nacionalista Party should be in control of Puerto Rico. Do not worry, Senor Jimenez. We should carry them out. Mendoza. You didn't carry them out so well with Thurston last night, Carlos. That's Bennett. Yeah. Who else could have told Jimenez I was after him? An accident. Shall not happen again. For tomorrow night, Senor Thurston shall be quite dead. And do not forget the others, Carlos. The lovely Senora Rubira. And that stupid fool, Zelschman. <laughs> I am rather weary of having to act the executioner for you, as I did with Luis Rubira. <laughs> Easy, Maria. However, 
Our concern now is with the overall plan. So, at the meeting of the Senate tomorrow, we assassinate the governor. There will be coincidental rioting throughout the city. Carlos' men will protect the members of our party. You, Bennett, will be in charge of our propaganda machinery. I expect that propaganda to result in my being elected as the new governor. Oh, Ken. That's a well-established pattern, now, Maria. are there any questions? Just one, Jimenez. Why did you find it necessary to have a recorded transcript of our conversation here tonight? Oh, what are you talking about, Bennett? That wire running along the molding leading to the microphone the base of this lamp. <gasps> microphone? They found it. I put no microphone into it. Carlos. Si, senor Jimenez. Get the record. Get your police car out onto the road to San Juan. Do not let anyone reach the city from here if you have to shoot to kill. Out to the car, fast. We've got about one chance in ten of getting to San Juan before they catch us. How does it look, Maria? They are gaining on us. Slowly, but gaining. Ooh. We'll never make it. We'll never make it. The main road to San Juan is just over this hill. If we can make that, we'll be safe. Then all we have to Kent, do is... look ahead there. Mr. Rex, hold those lanterns and stop. Yeah. They've set up a roadblock. Wooden barricades. They phoned ahead. Then we have lost. They will stop us. Seize and destroy the record. And tomorrow... Ken, why are you stopping? Get out, Maria. You too, Pagan. Fast. <gasps> Go on, you idiot. Get come, out. Come, come, come. Here. Take the recording. Try to get it through to San Juan. I'll create a little diversion for you. What are you going to do, Ken? Just what Jimenez hopes I'll do. Try to crash that roadblock. Senor Testa, uh, you regain consciousness at last. Yeah. Yeah. You must be Pedro Jimenez. At your service, senor. Yeah. Hmm. Back in your library, I see. I had you brought here after your little accident. I thought you might rest more comfortably in familiar surroundings. That's mighty nice of you. I trust the ropes are not too tight? Oh, no, no, no. Very satisfactory. Good. I have always prided myself on being a considerate host. Well, thanks. It is too bad that uh, you and I found ourselves pitted against one another on opposite sides of the world, as it were. Working together, we might have accomplished much. Working against each other, we have merely succeeded in achieving a stalemate. Is that what it is? Regretfully, I must confess it. Oh, Bennett and Carlos are still searching for your friends and the recording, but I do not delude myself into believing they will find them in time. That sounds more like a checkmate, Jimenez. Oh, no, no, not at all, my friend. While you have defeated me, I just as surely have defeated you. For I am going to kill you, you see. A beautiful weapon, don't you agree? Is that the gun you used on Luis Rubiera? It is. You surprise me somewhat, Senor Thurston. Do you find no cause for alarm in this situation? Should I? Sometimes you Americans puzzle me. Why are you never intimidated by a display of strength? 
Never frightened by threats of armed aggression. We have been threatened before. Perhaps. But there is nothing more powerful on earth than strength of arms, as the entire Western world will someday learn to its sorrow. And as you are going to learn right now. Adios, Senor X. Ken. Ken, are you all right? Yes, Chief. Thanks. Pagel and Maria got through then. Yeah, they did. Met me at the newspaper office as we had planned and... Well, it looks like you were right when you told Jimenez there was no cause for alarm. I'm not so sure, Chief. What? Jimenez said it was too bad that we were working against each other rather than together. Too bad, he said, that we were on opposite sides of the world. And he was right. But as long as one of us believes only in guns, armed aggression... Well, I guess we've got plenty of cause for alarm. Our star, Mr. Herbert Marshall, will return in just a moment. Here's a word from RCA Victor. Inch for inch, your best buy in television is RCA Victor 19-inch. It's big, better, more for your money, and here's why. RCA Victor's new picture pickup brings in the best possible reception. Pictures are clear, steady, and bright. And RCA Victor Television is million-proof television, quality proven in over two million homes. Best of all, RCA Victor 19-inch television is yours for little more than what was once paid for 10-inch television. And remember this, only RCA Victor owners can buy the RCA Victor factory service contract for expert installation and maintenance. So ask your RCA Victor dealer to show you 19-inch television. It's available in a wide range of table models, consoles, and combination instruments. And by the way, here's a big RCA Victor record value. It's the new Singer Single Series, 54 all-time Tin Pan Alley tunes by nine of America's brightest recording stars. Here is our star, Mr. Herbert Marshall. Thanks for being with us. The folks you heard in tonight's cast were Lucille Meredith, Peggy Weber, Will Wright, Harry Bartell, Stan Waxman, and Paul Fries. Next week, a story of terror that threatens the existence of a whole nation. And when I say terror, I don't necessarily mean Pagan Zellschmidt, played as always by Leon Belasco. So join us, won't you, when next I return as the man called X. Good night. The Man Called X is a Saturday night feature on NBC's five-show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, is a J. Richard Kennedy production with music composed and conducted by Felix Mills. Tonight's story was written by Sidney Marshall. All characters and incidents on this program are fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Be sure to listen tomorrow evening for The Big Show with Tallulah Bankhead and a great parade of stars, the Sunday night feature of NBC's All-Star Festival. And until next week, same time and station, this is Jack Latham saying good night for The Man Called X.
You're twice as sure with two great names, Frigidaire and General Motors. Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find the man called X. And now Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as Ken Thurston, the man called X. I'm very sorry, madam, but I've told you already. We do not have that information. I know, operator. I know what you told me. But can't you understand? I'm desperate. My very life's in danger. I'll connect you with the nearest precinct to the New York City police. I don't want the police. I want to talk to Mr. X. Please, operator. Please, if you'll only... I'm terribly sorry, but no one by that name lives here. You must have the wrong number. What? I beg your pardon. Quite all right. Goodbye. Coming. It's you. That's right. Were you expecting the man called X? I don't know what you mean. I I never heard of any such person. Yeah? I, I wasn't going to talk. Really, I wasn't. I only meant... Are you going to talk... Whatever you were going to do, baby, looks like you've had a change of plans. Hagen, for the last time, no. Now, get out of here. Let me go back to Steve. Mr. X, it's, it's positively impossible that you should do this to me. Then call to the medical. I am doing it. Good night. You have no soul, no heart, no... Oh, all right. What do you need money for? Well... Uh, it's all on account of Clarabella. Uh, Mr. X, uh, she's gorgeous. The most luscious little damsel in New York. You'd love her. At the moment, I hate her. And she's so refined, you know, drinks nothing but champagne. That's how the bill got to be $68. She was brought her family. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If that's Clarabella, tell her not to worry. Everything's all right. Oh, it is, isn't it? Hello. Ken Thurston. One moment, Mr. Thurston. Washington is calling. Uh, hello? I have your party, sir. Go ahead, please. Hello, Ken. Chief. Uh, sorry to get you up, Ken, but this is urgent. What is it, Chief? Well, uh, earlier tonight, some woman up in the country tried to place a phone call to Mr. X. Huh? The operator gave her the usual runaround, and after she'd uh, hung up, reported the number to the police. They went out on a routine check and found her dead, strangled. Oh. Now, uh, I want you to get on it right away. Well, uh, when did the Bureau take on local murder cases? Oh, it's more than that, Ken. This thing is plenty big. I'm getting a plane out of here and flying up. Tell you all about it in the morning. Meanwhile, you can get the dope over at the 14th Precinct. Her name was Glorianne Milholland. All right, Chief. I'm on my way. But, Mr. Thurston, first I drive to the police station. Then I drive to the morgue. Then I drive 50 miles up here in these mountains. Maybe I've already earned those $47,000. Hmm? Now, uh, let's see. Three hours and a buck and a half an hour... Now, Pagan, up to now, you've earned uh, four dollars and a half. Oh. And keep your eyes on the road. Oh, I'm to sleep even to see the road. And Clarabelle will most likely never speak to me again. Good, it'll be cheaper that way. Uh, what's money compared to the... Mr. X, you have a mercenary outlook. 
Pagon, for that, there's no answer. Slow down now. No, no, it should be right along here somewhere, according to the information the police dug up. What should be? Mr. Milholland's my cabin. He's the divorced husband of the woman who was killed. Oh, there, there. Try that uh, driveway on the left. Mr. X, do you call that big house a cabin? On the settlement he got from his wife, he could build a dozen like this. Stop in front of that door. Okay, now let's go wake up the owner. I think he's already awake, Mr. Thurston. The lights are on. Yeah. Front door's open. Come on. Mr. X, look. In the driveway. Yeah, I see. But why would anybody do that? Well, you fit the description of Little Holland, all right. But, but how did she get all those holes in him? I'd say by standing in front of a tuning gun. It'll do it every time. Well, that's the deal, Ken. That's what I meant by saying this thing was plenty big. All right, Chief. So the immigration authorities were getting ready to question the Milhollands, and somebody beat them to it. Why did they want to question them? Several months ago, Ray Milholland was flat broke. Then he suddenly took a trip to Lisbon. Married uh, Glorianne Jensik there a week later and brought her back to the United States. So? Two months afterwards, she had a divorce and gave Milholland a big sum in settlement. The immigration boys wanted to know how come. Oh, the old trick. Buying citizenship through a short-term marriage of convenience to a United States citizen. Right. She yeah. married the guy over there simply as a means of getting into this country as a citizen. But the question is, how did Gloria Ann Jensik get in touch with Mill Holland in the first place? And somebody didn't want him to answer that question, which is a pretty clear indication that there's no isolated case here. Somebody's collecting on these arrangements and sitting in a good spot for blackmail later. Sure, that's probably why Mrs. Mill Holland was trying to get in touch with you right before she was killed. This is a racket, all right, Chief. I'm inclined to go with you on that, Ken. Uh, especially in view of this letter we managed to intercept. Well, have a look. Addressed to Mr. Harry Rowe in the USA. That's right. And written by a girl named Marguerite Heil in Lisbon, Portugal. How about Rowe? Has he been questioned? Yes, several days ago. And he seems to be clean. He's a farmer who, uh, he went bankrupt a while back. Says he's never heard of the woman. Mm-hmm. Heard of your bad luck and wish to help you. Have much money and would be glad to send you the fare to come to Lisbon and marry me. Well, it seems to be a pretty definite proposal of marriage by this girl to a man she's never met. Yeah, sounds like it. Marguerite Hyle. She apparently didn't believe in leaving anything to Rose's imagination. Uh, here's the snapshot she enclosed. Well, all this and money, too. Mm. What do you think, Ken? I think I'd better go to Lisbon. Absolutely the last straw that busted the camel, Mr. Thurston. You didn't even let me have time to say goodbye to Clara Bell. What's the difference, Pagan? She isn't speaking to you anyway. And now when I'm practically engaged, you want me to make love to some strange woman. <laughs> One who probably don't know how to talk good English, even. You've got a point there. I will not be a philatelist. It wouldn't be fair to Clara Bell. It's, um, it's an awful quick 40 bucks. That's the only thing I like about it, but, uh, but I won't do it. Pagan, all you have to do is to pretend you're Harry Rowe. Meet this girl, string her along, try to find out who's behind the racket. <laughs> but you forgot one thing, Mr. X. This Harry Rose coming to Lisbon to marry the girl. Well, I wouldn't advise her to go that far. No. Absolutely, positively, and finally, no. Well, I guess I'll have to handle it myself. That's what I intended to do in the first place. I thought this might work out better. 
Oh, no doubt. You'll be doing a much better job than I could, Mr. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm not looking forward to it. Hey, what's that? Well, oh, it's a snapshot of Marguerite. Here, like to see it? Well, I don't mind if I... Huh? This, this is her? This, this is Marguerite? Yeah. Oh, I don't blame you for turning down the job. But, but, that is... Um, Mr. X, I, I have reconsidered the matter carefully, and I... And I can now see my duty without the slightest consideration for my own personal feelings. I shall do this job for you. Pagan, your nobility of spirit overwhelms me. And I'm quite sure Clarabella will be very understanding. Clarabella? Who is Clarabella? Mr. Thurston, can this plane go any faster? Americans are all so witty. Oh, thank you, Miss Harlitz. It's nothing, really. <laughs> One would almost think you were a diplomat instead of a farmer. A farmer? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yes. I felt so sad when I heard about you losing your farm. Hmm? Oh. oh, yes, that, that was very bad. How did you come to lose it? Oh, well, it was just one of the things, you know, easy come, easy go. You know how it is. Marguerite. Oh, really, Mr. Rowe? I don't know if we should call each other by our first names yet. After all, we only met a few minutes ago. <laughs> but that makes no difference. Ever since I first saw your snapshot, I have felt I know everything about you. Huh? <sighs> Such beautiful little hand. And your wrist. And your arm. Uh, Mr. Rowe, please. Oh, oh I I'm sorry. What were you saying? About your farm. What did you raise on it? Oh, oh, oh crops, mostly. <laughs> Uh, different kinds, of course. Oh? Did you practice um, crop rotation? Marguerite, I know all about farming. I didn't need to practice. Oh, Mr. Oh, you are so clever. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Well, uh, you won't mind if I uh, put my uh, arm... Oh, please, uh, Mr. Oh. Oh, in my country, a girl only permits such things after she's married. Oh, well, in that case, I'll be... Huh? Let us hope, of course, that will be very soon. And then you will take me back to the United States. Won't you, Harry? Well, I tell you, it's like this. It's in the first... Harry? Uh... Margaret. Won't you, Harry? Anywhere. Come here, baby. No. No, I didn't mean... I really think you should leave now. It's getting late. But, but, don't you think we ought to get better acquainted? I mean, before we have married? Come on now, we'll have lots of time later. But your letter, it, it sounded like you were so, so friendly. I am, Harry. You wait and see. But I don't want to. Maybe I could at least kiss you goodnight. Mm. Every night, Harry, when we get to the United States. <laughs> Good night now. Uh. Clarabella never acted like that. Well, that's that. No, not at me. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Why don't they have bigger trees in this park? Huh? Huh? Maybe that's all. Oh, somebody's coming. They're heading this way. They're, they're after me. I... I didn't know she was your girl, mister. I, I, I never ever saw before. You, you, you got me mixed up with somebody else. Please don't shoot me. Please, I was only to... Huh? It's you, Mr. Rex. 
continue with Frigidaire's Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. Ken Thurston has gone to Lisbon, Portugal, to investigate an international marriage racket. Pagan has been posing as a marriage-minded American named Terry Rowe. And a few minutes ago, left the home of Marguerite Heil, only to walk into a burst of gunfire from the dark shrubbery of the park. And Pagan is thrown completely off balance when he sees Mr. X himself carrying a smoking gun in his hand. Pagan, let's get this straight once and for all. I did not try to kill you. But your gun! Those shots! Zing, zing! Bullets all around! Mr. Thurston. Pagan, somebody shot at you from the underbrush. I was standing across the street. I fired at the gun flashes. And whoever it was got away into the park. You mean somebody else was here? Sure. But that's even worse. Who was it? I don't know. Maybe you've got a rival. Ha, ha, ha. And maybe she's got a husband. Mr. X, I resign. From what? From being Harry Rowe. Starting right now, I have again become pagan Zelchman. Well, keep your chin up. Maybe you'll outgrow it. For 40 bucks, I can't afford to be a clay pigeon. That's fair enough. Make it 100. I accept. Just call me Harry. But from now on, I only work in the daylight. Matter of fact, you don't have to work at it for about 15 minutes. Long enough to introduce me to Marguerite. Huh? Sure. I'm an old friend of yours you happen to bump into on the plane over. I'll handle it from there. <laughs> After all my groundwork, eh? You're getting a hundred bucks for it. But, Mr. X, she is definitely not your type. You know, Marguerite is sweet and shy and innocent. Oh, sure. Mixed up with a two-time killer and proposes to a man she's never seen. She's shy, all right. She probably has a very good explanation, if you could only find out. What did you find out, by the way? <laughs> I'm very glad you asked me that, because, you see... Well, in the first place, I mean, she said... Well, not anything. I see. Then the only helpful thing you've done is to get yourself shot at. Mr. Thurston. That shows that our killer has crossed the Atlantic. Probably here in Lisbon. You mean the same character that tried to shoot me is the one who killed those Milhollands? I think it's a fairly safe bet. And you're lucky he wasn't using his Tommy gun this time, Pagon. You remember how Ray Milholland looked? Mr. Rex, absolutely for the last time again, I resigned. understand it, Mr. Thurston. Why did Harry rush away so suddenly, right after the two of you arrived here? Some appointment you remember, wasn't that it? But after all, I'm engaged to Harry, you know. We're going to be married. So he tells me. Very sudden, wasn't it? Well, yes, in a way. Are you going to be in Lisbon long, Jane? Maybe a week. Why? Oh, no reason. I just wondered. I imagine you'll be rather busy. I won't see much of you. Oh, now, a pair of sweethearts like you and Harry wouldn't want to be bothered by having an outsider around, would you? Well, I mean, you are such a good friend of Harry's, and I certainly wouldn't want to come between you. Forget it, Marguerite. I can understand a man's wife always comes first. Well, I suppose that's right. Of course, we're not married yet. You're as good as married, though. Sometime this week, so Harry tells me. Yes. Yes, that, that's right. I'll bet you can hardly wait. I don't know. Sometimes I... No, nothing. Marguerite, tell me. Again? What is it? You don't have the slightest desire to get married to Harry Rowe. No? Well, what do you think I do want, Kane? <sighs> oh, you are a good guesser, Kane. All right, then, let's have it. What do you mean? When you feel this way, why are you going to marry him? I, I hadn't met you, then. It's got to be a longer answer than that. 
All right. I didn't care anything about Harry Rowe. I'd never seen him before last night. But I wanted to get into the United States, and by marrying him, I could do it. And the fact that a deal of that kind is not too legal didn't bother you any, huh? How did you get in touch with Harry in the first place? The man gave me his name. What man? I don't know, Ken. I only knew him as Mr. Jones. What difference does it make? Plenty. How much did you pay him? Nothing. Oh, now, come on. Wait a minute. But I didn't, Ken. I, I, I did some work for him. What kind of work? I... No, I can't. Please don't make me tell. I don't know much about him, Ken, but I do know he's dangerous. I'll buy that one, all right. Well, if you want, you want. But this game's a whole lot rougher than you realize. You better think it over. Oh, wait, please. You don't have to leave now. I don't have to, Marguerite, but uh, maybe I ought to. Oh, I guess you have not seen it. It's been so sudden. You've made a girl who thought her heart was made of stone fall in love. What did you say? I'm not ashamed of it. No saying it, Ken. I love you. That's what I thought you said. But, Mr. Thurston, it's impossible to understand it. For me, she was strictly a cold fish, but for you, I don't get it. Never mind, Peg. On the main thing is she didn't kick through with the list. And that's what's important. List? What list? The names of wealthy women she's introduced to this man who calls himself Jones. Not only the ones who are still here, but the 20 or so already, already married and gone to the States. <laughs> Did she tell you who this Mr. Jones is? No, but Peg, I'm expecting a visitor. As soon as he gets here, I'll tell you both who Mr. Jones is. But if Margaret didn't tell you, then how did you find out? From a chief. He phoned about an hour ago in answer to that cable we sent him yesterday. That's something else I don't understand, Mr. Thurston. You told him to check all the passenger lists and planes from New York to Lisbon for the last six months. That's right. And to look for repeats of the name of anybody who flew over between the time of the murders in New York and the time you were shot at here. And he found somebody like that? Just one man with a lucky hunch. I wonder if that... Hello. Hello, Ken? Margaret. Ken, I've decided to give you that list you want. Oh? Good for you. When? Tonight. Pick you up in my car. We'll drive somewhere. Will around nine be all right? Perfect. All right, Ken. Until nine, then. Au revoir. Bye, Marguerite. That's it. The one break we need. <laughs> my fiancée and she calls you up. Now, Pagan, you've still got Carabella. How do I know if I have or not? Anyway. Who is that? I don't know. Mr. Jones, maybe? Let's hope not. Come in. Good afternoon. You are Senor Thurston, no? That's right. And you? Lieutenant Moreno, Special Division Lisbon Bureau of oh. Police. At your service. Come in, Lieutenant. And this is uh, Mr. Zellerschmidt. How do you do, Senor? Hello? I was told you would give me the name of a man, Senor. That's right. He's wanted for two murders in the States, possible blackmail and conspiracy against the government. I don't know his Lisbon address, but you'll probably have it in your files. And his name, Senor, is? Mr. Olan Lee. Never heard of him. Olan L-E-E. L-E-A. L-E-A. Olan Lee. We shall apprehend him at once. Are there uh, accomplices? Only one that I know of. And the name? No, Lieutenant. I think I'd better handle that one myself. Matter of fact, my investigation of the accomplice won't be completed until tonight. Where are we going, Marguerite? I thought we'd park here by the water, Ken. 
The highway leads down the coast to Lira. You... You don't mind if we stop? Mind? I was about to suggest it. Ah. The ocean is beautiful, isn't it? It's a nice background. You're a lovely girl. Thank you, Kim. Nights like this when the moon is full, shines off the water. You get to believing that everything in the whole world is beautiful. It's too bad it isn't. You look at the moon and you think maybe it could be beautiful after all. Here's the list, Kim. Oh, thanks. This is it, then. The names of women who try to buy the one thing Uncle Sam never sells. Citizenship. Why did you do it? Because I wanted to go to the States, and I didn't have any money. Mr. Jones promised he'd get me there if I'd bring these women to him. I'd met a lot of them here in the Biarritz. I'd taught them English. I was a fool. But I didn't know about the blackmail, Ken, nor about the murder. Maybe you didn't at that. Oh, you've got to believe that at least. I didn't know. Maybe I'm a fool too, Marguerite. I believe you. Oh, why didn't I know you before? You know, for one of the few times in my life, I can say that too. Yes, what is it? I don't know. It's coming from the trunk of this car. Stay back, Marguerite. I'll take a look. All right, come out with your hands up. Hello, Mr. Thurston. Oh, Pagan. I was getting very uncomfortable that what time. What the devil were you doing in there, anyway? Oh, I just came along for a briefing. You know, technique, Clarabelle. You follow Mr. Thurston? I follow you, Pagan. But why do you call him Pagan, Ken? It's Harry Raw. I'll tell you all about it later, Marguerite. Wait. When did that car pull up in the shadows over there? I don't know. I didn't... Let me answer that. Five minutes ago. Now, don't move, Thurston. You know what a Tommy gun can do. Mr. Dong. Well, good evening, Mr. Lee. Lee? So the police haven't picked you up yet. No. And thanks for the tip. I'll stay away from my apartment. I didn't know he'd followed Ken. I didn't tell him anything. Believe me, I didn't. So it's Ken, is it? I see why you shot out your mouth, Marguerite. Give him the least, Ken. That's all he wants. Don't bother, Thurston. I'll take it from you later. All right, Lee. But one thing. Let's leave Marguerite out of it. That's up to her. I still got plenty of use for her. Well, how about it, baby? You gonna go with Thurston or stay with me? Ken, he's going to kill us. Me, not us. Play it safe, Marguerite. Well... I don't want to die, Ken. I'm not asking you. No. No, Ken. You'd never ask anything of any woman. And you'd never give anything. Just the same, it's all a woman could ever want. It's all I'd have ever wanted, Ken. But I don't have any choice. Well, you'll win, Mr. Joe. Hey, that's plain and smart, baby. You got the right idea. Sure, I'm a smart kid, all right. Goodbye, kid. I've got to take him, kid. Let's go to the gun. All right. Now, you, Thurston. Why, you... Oh. You dirty, rotten dog. Here's the hospital, Mr. X. How is she? Oh, she's pretty bad, Pig. I'm still unconscious. Get a doctor out here right away. Okay, Mr. Thurston. Hang on, Marguerite. Just keep hanging on. Okay. Okay. Don't try to talk, Danny. Everything's going to be all right. Okay, no, not. I've got to talk. I... It, it wouldn't have worked anyway. Okay. Horse, I need. I guess I knew that all along. No, Marguerite. 
But it would have been so beautiful. The doctor's coming right now, Mr. Thurston. Is she? I mean, she's... Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh. What will we do, Mr. X? I don't know. I guess I better call the chief. She... She saved our lives. Yes. Mr. Thurston, you... You liked her very much, maybe, eh? I don't know, Pega. What difference does it make now? The world's rid of Olin Lee and the world's lost Marguerite. Maybe that's the way it has to be for some reason. Well, what the heck? The only thing we can do, I guess, is to send a cable. Investigation successful. Mission completed. Case closed.